Philly Godfather here from the phillygodfather.com and follow the action is back with our UFC special. We got Gotham City Vig, Batman on. We got uh, Atlantic City Hall of Famer, Mark Abrams on the show. And we have uh, Dave Mason from Bet Online. We're going to go down through all the fights, give you the sharp uh, action, let you know who the sharp guys are on. Uh, Dave uh, is going to give you the bet splits, the bet percentages, and then Gotham City is going to break down the fights. Uh, what's going on, guys? Well, you can see I got my Rich Eisen hat special on here, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> I and, can't see uh, it. Yeah, it <laughs> I think it's about due time when people on large networks use information, they should at least shout you out. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, Dave, what's going on down there in uh, all short? All good, man. You know, middle of July, usually uh, this time of year, everybody's on vacation. We're running a little skeleton crew, but this year with the NBA playoffs still going on, or the finals rather, and uh, big USC fight card and everything else, and all the good soccer going on, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're busy as all hell. How, I mean, how big is this fight, this Poirier McGregor fight, handle wise? Is it the biggest one? You guys have had yet? Uh, I, I, I can't answer that question until the smoke clears, probably either late tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, I don't think it will be the biggest card ever. That was last year, the uh, July card. It was, I think, is USC 251. I, I get these numbers mixed up, but it was the uh, Usman Masvidal um, card. That, that card was the biggest one we've ever done. I mean, that card was absolutely jam-packed, plus – it was in July, so there was absolutely nothing else to bet on, of course, because we were right the smack dab in the middle of COVID. Um, so that was the biggest card we've done overall. The biggest fight we ever did was Connor versus Habib. This has a shot of breaking that. I don't think it will. Again, you know, there's just so much of this money comes in late. Uh, I, I really can't. I, I don't think it'll break it, but it has a shot. That's great stuff. Now, before we start with the show, I want to introduce everyone to Mark Abrams, uh, Atlantic City Hall of Fame uh, boxing inductee. Mark, before we go off on this UFC stuff, I want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself. So I know you've been doing a lot of great stuff on Follow the Action, but break down a little bit about what you're all about. Well, I've been I've been in the boxing business for 19 years as a PR guy and, and broadcaster. I own a big website called 15rounds.com. That's 15rounds.com where we've all the latest uh, up-to-date boxing news. We'll, we, we'll cover the UFC fight tonight uh, off of TV. We'll do a round-by-round. And uh, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I've been doing it for 19 years. I, I've been really getting into the UFC, I'd say, over the past, you know, six, seven years. And, you know, like uh, Dave said, uh, this this is this is a massive night. And, you know, to, to correlate it into my world, it's, you know, it's, it feels like a Tyson night or a Mayweather night. So, uh well, I'm very excited to watch it and you know listen to what these experts here have to say, and hopefully you can uh, win some people some money. All right, let's go. To the, I know the first fight was canceled. Uh, was over, right, uh, right, Batman. Yeah, the first one was canceled. It was Hugh versus uh, Alan Almodovsky, and it it was actually canceled. I think just like eight minutes ago. I mean, a real, real late cancellation due to COVID nineteen and Almodovsky's camp somehow. So pretty strange to cancel this late. <laughs> All right, let's go then to the next fight. Uh, Jerome Rivera versus uh, Zubagulov. Uh, the current line at Beto Line is uh, Zubagulov minus 300, back 240. The over and under on the rounds are over two and a half, juice to minus 220. Dave, is there any sharp action uh, in this fight, and which way is the public betting? 
Uh, no, no sharp action. No, the money's pretty split, pretty even. Fifty, about fifty-fifty on the money, but the bets are on Rivera. Seventy-three percent of the bet count is on Rivera. Uh, the total two and a half, like you said, over minus two twenty. The action's pretty fifty-fifty there. Not nothing, nothing too sharp here. Bet online. Uh, Mark, you have any opinion on this fight? No, but I, I, the, the next two, I, I actually do have an opinion on. So. Well, I, I, I mean, personally, I, I know Rivera's got what a six-inch uh, height advantage and reach advantage. I just don't think he's got the pop to beat uh, beat the favorite here. I mean, you're laying a big number. If I had to bet the fight, gun to my head, I'd probably lay the favorite. But let me go to Batman. Let me go to the expert, the man that wages big money on these fights. Batman, how do you break this fight down? Yeah, Jerome Rivera actually used to fight up a weight class. Um, he's coming down in weight for the first time. This is the first time that he's said he's had enough of a training camp to come down to weight, and he did make weight. But I got to tell you, in two of his first three UFC fights, he's been finished. And when you see guys that have been finished in two of the first three like he was finished, I don't think he has enough power for Zuma Gulov. I think Zuma Gulov dictates where the fight goes. I think that Zuma Gulov is a, is a is a decent play here, and I think him to win by decision uh, is a really uh, nice little prop bet too as well. Yeah, I think Rivera lost the knob while Zuma Gulov beat him. So if you look at opponents, common opponents, I mean he's a, he's a big favorite for a reason. All right, let's go off to the next fight. It's uh, Jessica I versus uh, Jennifer Maya. Maya's uh, minus one ninety favorite, take back one sixty five. The over and under in rounds is uh, over two F juice that bad line at minus three fifty. Dave. Uh, any sharp action here? Uh, which way is the public betting? You getting a lot of uh, uh, tickets on this fight? Um, not, nothing sharp here. Bet online. Uh, the public is on my. Not, not surprising there. 60 percent of bets and sixty nine percent of the cash is on my. Uh, the unders getting bet. Ninety percent of the uh, betters are on the under. Like you said, two and a half. That pays plus two seventy five. So. You know, it's one. It's not getting a ton of action. The other fights are definitely got a lot more action than this one, but every little bit counts. Yeah, I know these women UFC fights are so unpredictable, especially for me. I can never get them right. You see a lot of upsets. Mark, you got any opinion on this fight? Yeah, I got a slight lean on Maya. You know, I, she she's uh, first of all, both these girls are veterans. I think she's gonna fight a little bit more desperate tonight, and I don't know. I got, got a slight lean on her. Lay the two to one on her, one ninety. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, yes. All right, let's go to Batman. That counts pretty big. You got an opinion on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the women's fights, and again, you know, it has to be very stark contrast for me to, you know, want to lay some uh, some some money on stuff like this. You know, Jessica, I be the bigger girl in the cage. She's going to be two inches up. Uh, she's going to be two inches long too as well. You know, the problem is, is that in her last two fights, she has looked not very good at all. And I mean, really almost disinterested. You know, she she was the number one contender at one point and fought Valentina Shevchenko about four fights ago. And Valentina kind of beat her up pretty bad in that fight. And I will tell you, ever since then, Jessica I hasn't been the same. Where I am, there actually is some sharp coin on Jessica I because a lot of people believe that this fight is more of a coin flip fight. For me, I'm going to watch. I have a slight lean to Jennifer Maya in a decision, but just a lean for me here in this fight. All right, let's go to the next fight. It's uh, Jerkis Duplessis versus Trevin Giles. Currently at Bet Online, uh, Duplessis is a minus 120 favorite. Uh, the over and under in the rounds are over two and a half, basically minus 110, so it's not even juiced. Dave, any uh, any sharp action here? 
Yeah, uh, nothing too sharp here on this one either. We didn't take a lot of too much sharp, real big sharp money on this whole card yet, to tell you the truth. 57% of the betters, 59% of the cash is on Duplessis, and uh, 82% is on the under. It looks like under two and a half. Mark, you got any opinion on this fight? No, not not no. Uh, actually, I don't. Like I said, I I, I um, thought we were going to go. The, is the Akhmedov Tavares fight? Is that supposed to be on the early uh, the the early one or no? Yeah, that's on that's that's on the early card. That's on the early card. Yeah, we can go to that early. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think we skipped over, but okay. Yeah, no problem. Before I go to Batman, I mean, when I look at this fight, you got Giles who's been submitted two times, so. I mean, Kentucky is going to have to sub him out to win this fight. Uh, both guys have big losses on the year. There is some sharp money in Kentucky. I mean, a couple sharp guys I know they did bet him. I just think uh, Giles might be too much for him, man. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like Giles here. Uh, Batman, you like anything on this fight? Yeah, you know, this is one of those fights where you talk about experience, and it could make a really big difference in this fight. You know, Trevin Giles is 5-2 and two in the UFC. He's had seven fights. He's had some win over some pretty good competition. Duplessis has one fight. He beat Marcus Perez, who is a straight-ahead forward fighter that throws wild punches that has no defense, and Trevin Giles is going to be more in and out. Now that Trevin Giles is the dog, I think there's actually some value in Trevin Giles here at plus 105 or plus 110. All right, there you go. All right, let's go back to the fight that we skipped over, Brad Tavares versus uh, Akhmedev. Uh, Dave, any, anything going on with this fight? Uh, yeah, action's pretty split, 52 Fifty-two percent of tickets and fifty-four percent of cash is on Tavares. Um, over under sixty-two percent of the action is on the over two and a half, um, which is currently minus two twenty-five. Right, Mark, is this the fight you wanted to break down for the guys? Yeah, no, I was, you know, just just going by the numbers, and they're pretty even in the, in the striking department. Well, I like Akhmedev a little bit more because he uh, if the. the Fight gets to the ground. He's got he's got a pretty good advantage with the numbers. So I again a decent lean to Ackman. The Tavares is a slight favorite. Minus one fifty at that line. Uh, the rounds are at two and a half. The over is juiced at minus two twenty five. You brought up a good point that uh, Akhmedev is the better grappler. Tavares is the better striker. Uh, man, this is to me it's a coin flip. I, I kind of like the dog. I kind of like the dog. How about you, Batman? Man, I like Brad Tavares here in this fight. Um, Brad Tavares uh, is uh, going to be probably the more faster technical fighter on the feet. And, you know, I watched several fights of his, especially against like Elias Theodoro. I watched the Adesanya fight again and stuff like that. Brad Tavares grappling is really, 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 really underrated. And I think that if this fight stays on the feet, that Brad Tavares is going gonna, is gonna to really wear on Akhmedov. I think the big thing here is cardio is a huge thing in these fights when you get these guys this skilled and this strong and muscular. Uh, Brad Tavares trains out of extreme couture, and i got to tell you, man, I, I think Brad Tavares is going to win this fight. I think the Brad Tavares money line is a great bet, and I think him to win by decision at plus $1.35 is a really good bet too as well. So you think it goes the distance? I mean, he is a striker. and I mean, if it gets on the on the mat, he's, he might be in trouble, but is there is there value in betting the knockout here? I, I, I just don't – I don't see Brad finishing Akhmedov because they're so tough. I just see it going to a decision. Um, I think going the distance at minus 220 is right where it's priced. I mean, if you look at Akhmedov, you can get him by decision for, like, plus 325. And, I mean, that's just saying that the longer this fight goes, the more that Brad's 
going to be there. Brad's going to have the better movement, going to be in and out, transitions really well, transitions into grappling. I think Brad Tavares is the play here. All right, great stuff, man. All right, let's go to the next one. Ryan Hall versus uh, Tapuria. Tapuria's minus 220 on the money. The total of the fight uh, over two and a half, plus 105. The end is juice lately at minus 135. Dave, um, We're exposed, big. We have big exposure here. This is the first of our few big exposures. Uh, Ryan Hall, 78% of the betters are on the jiu-jitsu master there. Um, 59% of the cash is on the other side. 79% under two and a half, which is currently minus 135. So, uh, yeah, it will, we'll be big fans of Topuria, without a doubt. Uh, is there anything on the total, Dave? 79% is on the under. Wow, so everyone's expecting Hall and under. All right, let me go to Mark here. Mark, you got an opinion on this fight? Yeah, I mean, I very, very slightly in the hall. I'm not, not really in love with this fight. Most of what I like is actually on the main show. I got you. Uh, Batman, do you want to break this one down, man? I mean, it seems like a lot of people like the dog here. Do you like the dog? Well, I, I understand why they like the dog because Ryan Hall's really showy with his jiu-jitsu. He's not afraid to throw, you know, unique spinning back ki uh, kicks. You know, you've seen some wheel kicks, some front thrusts. You've seen different types of styles from him because he wants to go to the ground. So the more, you know, unique styles he throws, and if somebody levels him and he's on the ground, then he's in your world. You know, Ilya Taporia is a much better rounded fighter in this fight. There's no doubt. He does have grappling credentials. He does have jujitsu credentials too as well. The problem is, is he only has two UFC fights. Now, if you go back to Ryan Hall, the level of competition he's fought has been um, very bad. He fought Darren Elkins, who only can, you know, kind of wrestle and stayed way long in that fight and did, didn't really want to engage. He fought an old BJ Penn, an old Greg Maynard, an old Artem Loboff, and, I mean, he really hasn't fought any really good competition. I will tell you that if Ryan Hall pulls guard, Ilya Taporia is going to go down there and start throwing punches at him. There's no doubt about it. Because Taporia is not afraid of his jiu-jitsu game. I think Ilya Taporia is the side. And I got to tell you, I think, he, I think he catches him and wins by knockout in the second or third round. Wow. There you go. All right, let's go to the next fight on the card. I think this one's going to be a good fight. Nico versus uh, Pereira. Price currently a minus 180 favorite, take back plus 155 at Battle Online. The total in the rounds are over one and a half, and the over juice at minus 180. So to me, I mean, just re looking at the number, it looks like someone's going to sleep here. Dave, any sharp action on either fighter? Is there any sharp action on the total? Uh, nothing too sharp. Nothing really big significance here. 55%. When I say that, I mean there's there's sharp and then there's sharp. You know, the, when I'm talking, when I spit out our sharp action, it's the one that's really moving our numbers at a bunch. Um, the guys we got highlighted in red. Um, but 55% of the betters are on Pereira and 81% of the cash are on Pereira. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be big fans of Nico Price a little bit later. And just to explain to the audience, so when you talk about the sharp guys, these are the guys that shape your number. These are the guys that move the line at federal line. These are the guys that you respect. So when they place that wager, you're going to move that fight to San yeah, I mean, you know, not all sharp is created equal, right? And, and these are the guys that, you know, we really respect. They're longtime winners in MMA uh, and, you know, pretty much anything when they bet, we respect it. Uh, they're, they're, they're moving our number. They're not only hitting us up. They're not, they just don't have an account with BetOnline. They have an account everywhere. So they're getting down everywhere. You, you know what I'm talking about. They get as much money down as possible. So, 
be you know th those are the sharpest of the sharp the guys that really are uh shaping the market in mma so you know when i you know i don't i say there's no sharp action that's not really true there's medium and there's two side and all sorts of stuff the guys respect but when i'm spitting out the sharp sharp stuff that's that's more the highly respected guys that are really when they bet and it comes in on their ticker we're moving right away and what kind of limits do you guys give on these fights so everyone out there listening knows how how much they can actually get down uh it depends on the fight you know the main card is more uh we have let's say 20 grand on the on the connor met mcgregor fight then 10 grand on down uh, but we are again i mentioned before on your on your shows that we had that rebet functionality where you can bet it say say it is 20 grand you can bet another 20 grand after uh 61 seconds or an odds move whichever comes first over and over and over again i mean you can bet so really the limits there are no limits i mean on one of those euro cup 2020 games we had you know some guy bet $260,000 or something on Belgium uh, a week or two ago. He just kept, I forget what the limit was, like 25000 or something. So he just kept betting it over and over and over again. So, you know, for the one-time pop, it's it's twenty grand on tonight's main event. Uh, the other other ones are from 10000 on down to 5000 But again, you know, just keep hitting it for as much as you want, all you can eat. Right, let's go to Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame inductee Mark Abrams. You got an opinion on this fight, Mark? Oh, I think Price, uh, you know, I, I like Price a little bit. He's uh, the bigger puncher, and they're, they're pretty even on the on the ground with the submission. So I'm going I'm to take Price uh, by, by knockout. Right. Let's go to UFC Boxing. Uh, let's go to UFC expert uh, Gotham City Big Batman. You got an opinion on this fight? I agree with the Atlantic City Hall of Famer. This is one of my top three fights in the card. Uh, Nico Price is 14 and 4, fight Michelle Pereira at 25 and 11. Uh, both are kind of equal height. The interesting thing here is Nico Price has a three and a half reach advantage, inch reach advantage. And a lot of people don't know that because Michelle has real kind of lanky body and looks longer. But if you look at the, the metrics there, uh, that's not the case. So Nico's going to be a little bit longer. Nico's competition level that he's fought in the UFC is significantly higher. His fight IQ is higher. He's seven and four, or seven and, uh, or excuse me, eight and four in 12 UFC fights. He's fought Jeff Neal, Tim Means, Vicente Luque, James Vick. You know, he's had some really good wars in there and stuff like that. He won't be phased by some of the, you know, crazy stuff that Michelle Pereira, you know, throws at him and different things like that. I have a little different feeling, though. I think this fight goes the distance, and the Nico Price decision at plus 450 is begging to be bet. I like it, man. I really took plus 450 on the decision. I think this fight's a coin flip. I think it's going to go the distance. I like Nico Price. I like him by decision. I agree with you 100%. Uh, let's go to the next fight on the card. Dave Max Griffin responded kind of presently a 150 dog, plus 150 dog. Uh, Griffin's minus 175. The total on the rounds, over two and a half is two. Uh, yeah, two to one, minus 205. Any action going on here with this fight, Dave? 60% uh, of the betters are on the veteran condit. And 60% of the cash is on the other side. Max Griffin, 67% of the action is on over two and a half, which again is minus 205 currently. Mark, any uh, any opinion? Are you lean on this fight? Anyway, you're, you're looking better? I mean, Condit's been around so long. I remember him from the, uh, the WEC days. You know, Griffin's a guy, 17 and 8. You know what? I mean, I, like I said, I have no real feel for it, but if I had to, I'd go with Condit. You know, maybe get one last, you know, a couple last hurrahs in there for him. Gotham City Vic, are you firing on this fight? 
Yeah, I like Max Griffin here. Uh, Max Griffin is 17 and 8, fighting Carlos Condit, who's 32 and 13. Uh, both with a similar inch reach advantage. Uh, Condit 75 and a half, Griffin 76. Um, you know, they, they, Carlos Condit has had many more UFC fights. Um, he was on a five fight losing streak and he won his last two against kind of inferior, older competition. Max Griffin is significantly more physical, more stronger, will have better movement in this fight. And, you know, uh, Carlos Condit's takedown defense is somewhere like 37 and a half, 38%. That's why a lot of people are betting him because he was the old school fighter in the WEC. I love to tune in to watch Carlos Condit, you know, natural born killer. He was wiping dudes out. I think this is Max Payne Griffin's time. I know why some of the, the percentage of betters are on Carlos Condit. Uh, Max Griffin for me here, and I think by decision plus a dollar forty is another great bet. All right, the next fight is kind of hard to uh, to bet. I mean, some amount is a ten to one favorite. The totals are over and under one and a half rounds. The only juice at minus one eighty five. Obviously, anything going on with this fight? Are they, are they tying them in the parlay and exotics? How are they betting this fight? They're betting it. I mean, it's one of those lottery ticket systems, right? Whenever you got those big dogs. I mean, I'm surprised we're not exposed on this. Usually when you see odds like that, you're exposed on the dog big time. Um, you know, I, I could be fighting John Jones and I could be getting plus 600. Somehow 80% of the betters would be betting me on that lottery ticket, usually on the fights. You know, we're, we're always fans of the big favorites over the years. Floyd Mayweather, John Jones, no matter the fight where we usually need that big chalk but uh it's it's 77 percent of betters are, are, are on the are on the dog but that being said on the flip side 82 percent of cash is on o'malley which is a lot more than usual on these kind of fights so you know we don't have a big decision as of now when i again when i saw those odds it's like oh god we're gonna be we're gonna need o'malley big it's gonna be that everyone's lottery tickets and yeah people are parlaying it minus 1,000, they're, they're adding that to their parlays and, you know, just to get that little extra oomph to the parlays. 50-50 uh, action on the over-under one and a half. Over is currently uh, plus 155, under minus minus 185. So the action, once again, there is 50-50. Do you see a lot of correlated parlays, like favorite and under here or dog? Nah, man, that's correlated. You you let me know what book is taking that and uh, – we're, we're, we're going to retire early, buddy. We deny all there, buddy. I have a quick question for Gotham. Uh, obviously, a couple fights before the loss, they were building Sean O'Malley to be maybe the next big star of the UFC. He, I know he's had the one fight since. What do you, what do you, and I, obviously, this is a later plate re- replacement. The odds are what they are, I think, generally because of that. Do you see him as being that next star? Did that loss set him back so much to Cheeto Vera? Or a or is this a way, obviously, with a huge audience tonight, to make him look great to get people talking about him again? Well, the UFC has big business in Sean O'Malley, and Dana White knows it. And they're going to pick opponents for Sean O'Malley to make sure that he gets as many fights and as many yep. pay-per-views as humanly possible here. The problem is, is the durability. I mean, you saw his what his knee, what happened to his knee against Marlon Chito Vera. I mean, that didn't look good. I mean, you know, the competition he's fought, Wineland, you know, I mean, an old Almeida. I mean, he just he hasn't had really good competition yet. He's exciting to watch. He's fun. He looks really, really tough. He's just really small, and he doesn't have a whole lot of muscle mass on him. And I think when you get, you know, you haven't seen him obviously face a wrestler yet. 
you know, and this kid tonight, I mean, if this kid stands at length for more than one second, he's lost his mind. He's going to get, he's going to get slapped in the first three minutes of this fight. So this kid has to stay on the outside, use leg kicks, run in and grab him, trying to get him to the ground. There is no other option for this kid to win the fight. The problem is this Martino, you look at his fights on the regional scene, he's losing to guys that don't have very much skill. And I, I'm, I cannot believe that Dana White put this up here. But again, this is the Sean O'Malley parade to make some money. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And, and, and he's on this show for a reason because there's – Going to be a couple million people probably buying this thing tonight, and yep. he's, yeah. he's he's a big draw. Well, he's a boy, you know, I mean, backbreaking in the UFC. He's a big fan favorite. This happens all the time in boxing, Mark. It's a matchmaking where they put one guy who's so much far ahead of the other guy. I mean, it's it's just a some things, ain't it? Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I I, I agree. When I saw this. And, uh, and and like Gotham said, that they're putting this guy on who, you know, on the regional level was, you know, was, was suspect to begin with. They, they, I'm like, well, they're keeping this guy on the show to, to make him score, to make him look good, score an explosive, explosive finish. And, you know, people will be talking about him maybe uh, part of me after the main event on, on Monday morning around the winter. Especially, uh, especially a card like tonight where there's going to be so many casual fans watching. I mean, you know, the four of us can spot that, and probably most people listening on the on this right now can spot that. Like, you know, there's just going to be so many people that are just, you know, green when they watch. They watch it when there's a Conor McGregor fight, and that's it. And, and they'll be seeing this guy with his flashy hair and his flashy kicks, and and he looks fun. He's a fun fighter to watch. He almost reminds me of a, uh, a young. Connor, and I think that's how they're going to bring UFC's plans to bring him along too, because they know he's going to sell tickets. Absolutely. He can be—he's going to be a cash cow as long as he wins. So, I mean, Connor McGregor early on—I mean, he fought some good fighters early on, but they were all stand-up guys. They—they they kept him away from the dang wrestlers. And once he finally fought a wrestler, was that uh, Mendez? Right, Ed, I was yeah. there, and uh, Mendez was off two weeks' notice. And he brought him down right away, and then he just gassed in the second round, and Connor Connor blasted him. But um, you know, they 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 just knew they wanted to hide Connor from wrestlers. They didn't want him fighting Freddie Frankie Edgar and etc. Early on in the 145 days, so that's I think what they're going to be doing here with O'Malley. I mean, he's talented, he's fun, he's got the look, he's got the gift of gab, which is 75 percent of the fight game sometimes. <laughs> Right, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. He'll blast this kid tonight, and uh, oh my god, to see that guy with the crazy hair and the spinning kicks and all that stuff, and everybody thinks he's the next Connor. So we'll see. Yeah, great marketing. Uh, uh, for absolutely, you absolutely. But from a betting perspective, it's hard to bet the fight from a marketing uh, angle. It's pure genius. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. Who's next up? It's uh, Albania versus uh, Kunitskaya. She's minus 120 favorite at Federal Line. The over and under is two and a half rounds. The over is juiced at minus 300 or 325. Uh, Dave, anything going on with this fight? Any sharp money? How's the public betting? Yeah, we saw, finally had some big sharp money on Aldana, plus 110. He fight missed some weight. Um, 53% of the cash is on Aldana. 57% of the betters are on the other side. 90, 90% of the bets are on the under two and a half. Um, so, so yeah, uh, we'll, uh, overall it's pretty split, but um, you know we'll, we'll we'll go up against those sharps, man. We'll we'll go on the public side. That's what we're rooting for. Squares went too. I mean, the marbles went too. Of course, of course. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking to one man. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, I, I actually took a flyer on on O'Donnell last night, and did did you say she she she's a plus now, huh? She's plus one hundred. Uh, yeah. So almost a pick. Them. You know, the sharp yeah. stuff we saw was about plus one ten. So that's what where the that number moved down a bit. Yeah, I, I got her. My I got her as this very, 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 very tiny favorite last night. So yeah. when Mark bets the fight, it goes against him. It doesn't go. Gotham <laughs> pretty big. Batman, you're the man of the hour. What do you like here? Well. I really liked Irina Aldana until she missed weight by not only a pound, but three and a half pounds. And it, it gives you pause. And the reason why I wait until the weigh-ins is because, you know, maybe you don't get the best number, but maybe you save some coin. You know what I mean? And for me, I still think Aldana is a good play. It's just less value for me. So this would be a much less, you know, kind of percentage play for me and stuff like that. You know, I, I think that Irene Aldana in this bigger cage, I think this is going to be kind of like a little metric you're going to see tonight. They're fighting in the big cage tonight. It's about five feet and kind of each side, which equates to a bigger cage. Irene Aldana has much better movement, significantly better striking. She does have some power. She does have six KOs uh, to her record and stuff like that. Um, common opponent, you know, she knocked out Ketlin Vieira, whereas Kunitskaya couldn't do that. Um, you know, so as long as there's no issue and Aldana just kind of maybe stopped knowing that she wasn't going to make weight and just stopped, the heavier she is, the harder, you know, Yana has to work. So, you know, there was a period where all these fighters were missing weight and they were winning the fight. And now it's kind of going the other way a little bit. I still lean Aldana, but it won't be nearly what it would have been originally because three and a half pounds is uh, the Hall of Famer. Mark Abrams can tell you it isn't good. Yeah, well, that's the next question I was going to ask you, Mark. You've been around boxing for 20 years at almost every weigh-in. When you see a fighter, regardless of boxing or UFC, you know, coming a little heavy, more teams than not, they, they have trouble in the fight, don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she got down to, I guess, what, what she missed by about three and a half pounds. That's yeah. what she got down to. Who knows what she was two, three, four, five, ten hours before. She may have been, and I know the way – that these UFC fighters cut weight are a little bit different than the way the boxers do. She could have been 20, you know, she may have lost the you know, 17, 18 pounds over a 24 hour period. So who, who knows what she was at? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind real, of real, real quick question. I, we, we got people watching. We're streaming live on about 10 different platforms. We got people chiming in. I know this was our first question tonight, for, uh, but AP Indy was watching on YouTube uh, for Dave. Uh, he, just, he wants to know you can re-answer uh, this question. Will this be your biggest handle of the, uh, of the year for UFC? Um, of the year, yeah. Of all time, no. Um, it, the card, it will, it will be the biggest of the year, most likely. Uh, we've had some big ones, but this this should be of the year. But of all time, I don't think we're going to touch it. We're not going to touch that um, Uzman Masvidal one last year. And then for everyone who's watching, keep you know keep the questions in. We'll we'll do a, you know maybe a brief Q and A with some of the better ones uh, with, with the guys when we're done breaking down the fights. Back to you, Steve. All right, next fight is what? Tuivasa was Hardy. I think this fight's a coin flip. Tuivasa is a minus one twenty five favorite. The total is at one and a half. The over is juice at minus two hundred. So they're expecting this to be a good one. Dave, how's the public betting this fight? The ticket percentages, and is there any real real sharp money on either side? <laughs> 
Uh, Tuivasa, I had a little bit. 56% of the betters, 57% of the cash is on Tuivasa. Um, everybody's expecting a quick knockout. Uh, like you can't, you can't really argue about that when you see you look at these two guys. 60 percent of the action is on under one and a half, which is currently pays up plus one sixty. Nothing too sharp here at Federal Mine. Batman, you got a feeling on this one before we go back to Mark? Yeah, the, you know Greg Hardy uh, is six five, Tuivasa six two. Hardy's uh, reach is eighty and a half, and Tuivasa is seventy five. So it's a five and a half inch reach advantage. You know what's really interesting here is I watch the weigh-ins and I always love to see when they match up, not in the morning what they look like, but how they rehydrate because the UFC weighs them in at like 12 o'clock in Vegas time. And then they do the, or, well, excuse me, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then seven o'clock, they have the ceremonial weigh-ins, if you will. And the difference in size of how much bigger Greg Hardy was than tied to Ivasa was undeniable. He was one and a half times the size. I think Greg Hardy is faster. I think he has better in and out movement. I think Ty's more of a true fighter than a brawler. I think Greg Hardy survives. And if he survives the first round, Ty Tuivasa is like one in four outside of the first round. So I think the values on Greg Hardy and Greg Hardy to win by decisions like plus 325, I, I think that's a, a fantastic prop play here in this fight. Mark, I mean, Hardy is three inches tall. He's got five-inch reach advantage. Do you feel the same way about this fight? Yeah, I have not been impressed with Greg Hardy. Obviously, I'm a big NFL guy, and I've not been impressed with him so far as an MMA fighter. Uh, Tui Voss is a big hitter. You know, uh, I guess he reminds you, and I guess uh, Gotham can can maybe, you know, you know, there's there's Samoan fighters like Mark Hunt. They 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 pack a punch, and he's gonna, you know, he, look at his 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 knockout percentage. I think uh, two of us are in an explosive knockout tonight. Yeah, it's a competition thing for me. I mean, his his strength of schedule here is absolutely horrendous. And any of the good fighters he's fought, he's lost to. You know, the three good fighters, Santos, Santos, Spivak, and Ivanov, he lost all three of them. The only three wins he has in the UFC are against very subpar competition. So, you know, at a dog price, five-inch reach advantage, three-inch height advantage, and I think better movement. I mean, I think it's I think it's the right side. And Steve, uh, one of our uh, guys who uh, are chiming in, Chip Playa. I want the Philly Godfather, Greg Hardy versus Tua prediction. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, Let's I mean, hear. I mean, if, you look at the total, if you look at the total, the total's uh, what one and a half, and the over is juice minus two hundred. So the longer this fight goes on, the better shot Hardy has of winning this fight. Man, give me the dog. I'll take the dog with the plus money here. Um, I like the dog. I'm with Batman. I think uh, Hardy's got a great shot, uh, and he brought up a great point that uh, two of us has fought the sub uh, park, uh, you know, fighters here. Really, no one that impressive. He hasn't beaten no one that impressive. Give me the dog. Give me the, the money, and I kind of like the over. I kind of like the over, even though I'm not willing to lay 200 on it. But I like the over. Uh, all right, let's go to the next fight. And there's some real sharp money on this one. Uh, Dave Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Back to the minus what, 160 favorite. The total is two and a half. The over is minus 140 at on line. What's going on with this fight and how's the action move? Yeah, well, Stevie Thompson, he opened minus 180. He's down to minus 157 now. I mean, he opened minus 180 a while ago. Uh, 60% of the cash and 55% of the betters on Wonderboy. Uh, the over under two and a half. 
choppy about 53 percent of the actions on the over took a little bit of sharp action on the over actually um so so yeah that's how we're shaping up here it's gonna be uh stevie thompson's always a fun guy to watch sometimes it's boring as hell he's either he's either boring as hell or 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 highlight real knockout so uh hopefully we'll see the latter he says some better patter uh 15 minute four four fest before I go to Mark to break down the fight, Dave, you got any like promos? Anything you want to promote? Any uh, anything going on down there? Bet online for all the guys listening out there if they want to find some money. Of course, man. Well, first of all, we had the fastest payouts in the industry. If you like getting paid fast, we had the fastest payouts in the industry within minutes. Um, yeah, we have a fifty percent sign up bonus. We have a hundred percent first time crypto bonus. You're into crypto. Use uh, we have a hundred percent bonus for for your crypto bonus for your crypto deposit rather all sorts of reload bonus. I mean, we offer bonuses 24/7, 365. Got some big contests, huge contests for the NFL coming up. We actually have a five thousand dollar free contest for this UFC card. So get on over to BetOnline.ag and check it out. When you say crypto bonus, what, what kind of crypto do you guys take? Oh, all the big ones, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Litecoin, all, all, all the big ones. Um, I think there's about eight of them, but, you know, 90% of what comes in is, is Bitcoin. So, all right. I just want to make, you know, this way the guys out there listen. Now, um, anyway, you, you like it? Anyone you like in this fight? I mean, Stevie Thompson's pretty tough, man. I, I, I've been going back and forth of this since they announced this fight. Very interesting fight. Thompson, obviously, uh, with the with the stand up and karate and everything uh, like that. He he's a tremendous uh, fighter. Burns was 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 really on a roll until uh, you know his title shot, and he and he looked like for you know lack of a better term, he looked like shit in that fight. So uh, it all depends. I think this fight all depends what Gil- Gilbert Burns shows up. If 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 he's the guy before the the title fight. I think he, I think he's a better all-around fighter. If he's a little off his game, I, I think it's Thompson. I'm going with Burns in that one. You like Burns? There? All right, Batman, man, you're the man. Who do you like in this one? This is the fight that I've studied the most. Um, <clears throat> Stephen Thompson uh, is 18, four and one. Gilbert Burns is 19 and four. Gilbert's about five nine and a half. Stephen Thompson's about six feet. Um, the interesting thing here is that Stephen Thompson has a 75 inch reach advantage and Gilbert Burns has a 71 inch reach advantage. So he's got four inches on Gilbert Burns. This is in the bigger ring. Stephen Thompson has way better movement metrically around the outside of the cage. The fight that sticks out to me the most is the fight that Dan Hooker fought Gilbert Burns. Dan Hooker is built exactly like Stephen Thompson. He had the exact same inch reach advantage. He stayed on the outside, and he smoked Gilbert Burns, okay? Gilbert Burns, every time he throws leg kicks, I watched like seven or eight of his fights, he repeatedly throws the low leg kick from the back leg. Every time he does, both hands come down. He did it in the Dan Hooker fight, and Hooker smoked him. And I'm telling you, look at his record. I mean, he fought Tyron, an old Tyron Woodley, an old Damian Maya, a really old and beat-up Gunnar Nelson. His record, again, he doesn't have a good win. Listen to Stephen Thompson, beat Jeff Neal, beat Vicente Luque, beat Darren Till, beat Jorge Masvidal. Those are his most recent fights. Stephen Thompson is going to smoke Gilbert Burns in this fight. Hey, guy, I, I kind of like Thompson, too. I, I agree with you, man. One, minus 160, I think it's kind of cheap. Everybody, everybody's betting Stephen Thompson by, you know, by decision. And I understand why, because they think he's a point fighter and he fights on the outside. And I understand that. 
I like him by KO. I think he's going to smoke Gilbert Burns, and I think he's going to end it in the first or second round. Is he going to put him to sleep quick? He's going to put him to sleep quick? I I think in the first or second round, he's got a great chance to finish this fight. I like Steven Thompson. Dave, what are the odds on knockout down there at Battle Lineup? You'd have to give me a second here. I know what they're um, plus 250 by KO or TKO. I just looked it up. On there you go. There you go. That I'm reach advantage. Right now. I'm betting that yeah. right now. All right, let's go to the main event here. Poirier versus McGregor, the trilogy. Uh, Poirier, the slight favorite now. I think it flip-flopped, right, Dave? But uh, didn't McGregor come out the favorite? And now Poirier's the favorite. Yeah. McGregor opened minus 140, I believe. There's a little bouncing back and forth. But it's it's been about a pick the whole time. Uh, you know, 20 cents, 30 cents, either way. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of action's coming on. We already mentioned that. It's going to be one of the biggest bet fights in the history of bet online. Um, maybe the biggest bet fight in the history of bet online. Current, current odds are what? Minus one. So it's coming back down. Uh, Fourier's minus 129. Take back on Connors plus 109. Uh, did get some sharp action on Fourier at about the minus 110, right around minus 110. Oh, it's on Connor. Not as much as I thought it'd be, but but it's still on Connor. We're going to need Poirier without a doubt tonight. Sixty-two percent of the betters, fifty-four percent of the cash is on McGregor. Seventy-six percent is on the over. Currently over two and a half plus one hundred seven. Like I said, some sharp on Poirier at minus one ten. All right, now now in a fight like this, do you ever get sharp opposition on both sides? Two sharp guys battling it out, and then how do you adjust the yeah. line accordingly? It's just right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a lot of two two way sharp on it. You, you, you know what it's all. Sharps aren't betting fighters. They're not betting teams. They're betting numbers. So, you know, the sharp, the sharp might take Poirier at minus 110, but Conor McGregor plus 125 or something, right? It's it's all about when it comes down to it, it's all about the number. Any, any fighter, any team is a potential sharp side as long as you have the right number next to their name so so yeah not particularly on this fight um uh, you know there's there some betters that were betting mcgregor when it's up a little bit higher without a doubt but um not, not like i said not that five star like market moving sharp stuff that really gets our guys typing typing on the keyboard real fast <laughs> and what kind of limits will you take on this fight it's almost a drop fifty dimes or a hundred dimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they're right now twenty. Um, but like I said, you can bet that again in sixty-one seconds or after odds move. Just keep betting over and over and over again. So if you want to bet a hundred grand, it'll take you five minutes to do it. So uh, <laughs> bring it on, Mark. Uh, you got an opinion on this big fight here, or what? I, I, well, who doesn't? I mean, I mean, it's, it's, the, big, it's a bit, it's the biggest thing going tonight. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm a boxing guy, and then when and in boxing, and Steve will test to this, a guy gets knocked out and gets beat the f up, and then comes right back to that to, to that same that same fiery house. It's fresh in his mind. Granted, McGregor he he knocked out Fourier in under round years and years ago. Not a fresh wound. This is a fresh wound. Is he? I mean, is this enough time to go to to be able to uh, change the, the leg kicks that that were so prevalent prevalent in that first fight? I don't know. So using, using my my boxing analogy, I'm going I'm going right back to Dustin Poirier tonight. There you go. And, 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 and then 
I, I, again, I, we see the, the the thing up on the screen. McGregor uh, from our guy Jacob Phillips said uh, McGregor may have bigger balls than the Philly Godfather after talking about Dustin's wife the way he did. <laughs> I mean, look, we've been around boxing a long time, and you know, usually the hungrier man is the more dangerous animal in the ring, or in the, you know. And uh, McGregor made all that money, and when he did, he just hasn't been the same since. I mean, what is he three for his last six fights? He's looked flat. He's more Hollywood than UFC anymore. Uh, this one's tough, man. Let me go to Batman. Batman, how are you going to break down this fight? Dustin Poirier has a much better head coach, team camp, and I know everybody doesn't believe that that makes a difference. I'm here to tell you, you know, they believe that Conor McGregor is going to make the adjustment for leg kicks. And if you looked, there was also some clinching going on, and people don't realize Dustin Poirier's grappling, you know, prowess. Dustin Poirier is not, is not going to stand up in front of Conor McGregor for hopefully very long. I mean, Conor McGregor is quick twitch. He's fast. He has great timing. He's a Ferrari. He comes out of the gate. Look at some of the fights he's ended so fast because these fighters went after him. They went dead straight after him. Dustin Poirier is not going to come dead straight after him. He's going to get the field for the fight, and then I think he's going to clinch him and wear him out. And then, you know, the mid-rounds, I think McGregor's going to wear out. And I think he's going to take him down, and I think Dustin Poirier is going to strangle him today. There is a big thing that when you beat a guy by KO and he and you can sub him too as well, there is no doubt who's better. I think you're going to see Dustin Poirier win by submission in this fight. I think he's going to rear naked choke him. I think when the pressure gets turned up, you've seen it time and time and time again, Conor McGregor does not like pressure. And Dustin is the most durable guy, I think, in my opinion, in the UFC. So if Conor doesn't get a flash knockout in the first few minutes of this fight, this is Dustin Poirier's fight all day long. And there was an amazing quote that you guys will all appreciate that I saw online, and it, I won't mention his name, but it was a, Philly, a friend of the Philly Godfathers. And it was from Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I was just thinking that. And he said, it's hard to get out of bed at 5 a.m. and do road work when you're wearing silk pajamas. Maybe the best quote I saw online all day. Quick question I have, I have for you. I was thinking about this. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Eddie Alvarez win was a good win. The Aldo win, which was a which was a 13 second thing. I mean, that's yep. kind of that's kind of a fluke thing. Yep. I actually I'm equating McGregor to being the modern day Mike Tyson. When you go mm -hmm. inside, when you go inside his record, in the big I mean the big opportunities. I mean Nate Diaz. I know losses don't mean as much as they do in boxing. At the end of the day, he's Nate Diaz as a slow losses on his record. What go inside McGregor's record? What's that standout victory? Maybe beside Aldo and Alvarez. I completely agree with you, and 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 you know that's where hype builds up, and that's where Dave Mason wants to hear it. He wants to see the UFC keep doing this to these guys, right? He loves it. He wants everybody to come in and back Conor McGregor because their guys know that Dustin Poirier should be the favorite in this fight, and that Dustin Poirier should win this fight a majority of the time, and that's why they make sport books. I agree. So are you back this fight max limits, Batman? Are you, are you laying the 130? Are you taking uh, this? Yeah, I, I, I played it uh, last night. I got it at $1.25. Um, I think 130 is fine. Um, I like the submission prop two as well. Um, to get a little fancy, I really like the submission in either round two or three, and it's plus 2,000 on each of them. 
you know, the, the submission props are, or the, the props are obviously like quarter bets and stuff, but still, you know, you've seen on the timeline there that we've hit several of these. And I think it's a great value because everybody's betting, you know, Dustin to win or Connor to win by KO. Nobody's betting submission. And I'll tell you, Connor gives up his back so many times under pressure. And if Dustin clinches him and takes him to the ground, he's going to look to choke him out. And you saw what Khabib did to him. Khabib beat him, just remember, by neck crank, not rear naked. And Connor quit. He tapped to that. So, Does it worry you at all that Connor is so focused for this fight? He left his family overseas. He's yep. trying. Mean, he looks like he's in tip-top shape. He. he he looks like uh, he's got a different feel to him this time around. I mean, does that worry you at all or not? Uh, I think the metrics are so far in Dustin Poirier's favor that it doesn't. I mean, that's what I expected. And uh, there was a great article written by Jorge Masvidal a couple of days ago. And he was asked to describe uh, Dustin Poirier's training camp. And Jorge's been with him for multiple years. He's, he's in his training camp every time. Jorge Masvidal said, in quote, I have never seen Dustin Poirier come into the first day of training camp in the shape that he was, and it wasn't even close. He was in the greatest shape we've ever seen him, even for all of his fights. That was the quote from Jorge Masvidal. And if you go back and watch his training videos, Dustin's not sleeping on his laurels. He's, he's a dog. He's a fighter. He's one and one. He knows he took this fight where he could have had the championship belt you know, shot. He didn't want that. He wanted Connor one more time to prove that he was better because he knows he is better in this fight. Well, there you go there, man. I'm, I'm early on. I like McGregor. I start thinking about it. I start breaking down the opponents he's had uh, over recent years. He's become more Hollywood than UFC where Dustin Poirier is a real UFC. I mean, nonstop seven days a week animal. Uh, yeah. I flip-flopped. I'm on Poirier now. I, I took the submission. Like you told me, Batman, I bet him straight up. I think he wins the fight. Uh, Dave, anything you want to add before we uh, wrap up the show? I don't know if Dave, can you hear us? I think we lost him. <laughs> yeah, there Just in time, right? Yeah. Well, let me let me say a couple things uh, about BetOnline.ag. They are super responsive in payouts. If you watch all the people send messages to Dave about how quick they get, re- you know, responses, they're all help. There's no issues with that. They have amazing lines. They have tons of odds on there. I mean, they have so many more props and odds than all these other sites. I mean, if, if you're looking to do something, betonline.ag is absolutely a phenomenal shop. We we, uh, we got Dave. Hey. We got we got Dave back. I hey. we, we had some feedback, so I had him on mute. He's back. Uh, yeah. First of all, thanks for the kind words there, Batman. That was very nice and uh, and true though. But you know, we we put a lot of energy in MMA, and you know. I, I've been a huge fan of UFC since UFC one. Um, I've been watching it. So, you know, even early on when the shareholders and some of the directors, eh, it's a secondary, the tertiary sport, I was always hammering it. And then last year, you know, we had an opportunity, uh, another book who used to do great with MMA. They really didn't want that U.S. action anymore. That's when we really upped our game with props. And uh, I mean, the, the action we get on these props is incredible. Um, so, yeah, I think we're the, we're the originators for MMA now. We, our odds open for any other book. We all, we offer all these these uh, cards all across the world and Russia and all these other places. I don't. Need, I'm a huge MMA fan, but I don't even know these fighters. But I have a lot of fo- followers on Twitter that always ask me for these cards, so we do our best to get them up. Um, yeah, and and I just wanted to hammer home on McGregor too. And I agree with everything you guys are saying about him. You know, he's a great fighter. He's a Hall of Famer. What he did for the sport's incredible. 
But in my book, he was an overrated fighter, too. They, they strung him along. They hit him from wrestlers. But another thing I don't think you guys touched on was the mind games. He used to be able to get in the fighters' heads better than anybody. And in the fight game, and, and, and I'm preaching to the choir on this podcast, but it, that is so important in the, in the fight game. We know that there's mind games. And that, that, that's not working on Poirier now. That's not no. working on, on the Diaz's and, and that kind of stuff. It, it worked on Jose Aldo. When he fought Jose Aldo, man, Aldo was spooked. He couldn't take all that, the, 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 the press conferences and all that stuff. He got in that. He got in that ring. He, he was so jittery. Even I love Eddie Alvarez, man. He, he's a legend. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. But you know, I think going into that fight, Eddie Alvarez was was a little spooky. This guy did too much. Of that pressure just got built up, and he went in there and and, and you know, it was a deer in headlights. And I would love to see that fight over and over again another time when it, with Eddie being more calm. But uh. That's not helping anymore. I mean, he was talking all that junk at that press conference the other day, and I thought I found a comical. His his his, his trash talk he used to be the best in the sport. Then he turned into Mister Nice Guy. Then the other day, he's just yelling and cursing, trying to talk trash. It was just so forced and phony. I thought, oh, the old Connor's back. He has fire in his belly. He's like, nah, this is BS. This is phony, man. Dustin Poirier just sitting there in his Hawaiian shirt, just smiling at it. Didn't care. Didn't care about the trash talk. Talking about his wife, etc. So. I think that's a big, big tell as well that Connor's just not getting in the mind of these fighters anymore either. They know he's not Superman. I agree. You, you, well, well, I guess my last question uh, for, for, for Batman, um, if he loses, say, the way you think he's going to lose, it, it, it is the mystique, the aura, everything. I mean, I guess that Nate Diaz fight is there, but what else? Corey Masvidal. That's, that's, sorry to cut you off, but uh, that fight, that's the thing with Matt. The, the, the noobs come out. That he, it'll be an event, and I think he against – this is how I write it, write the, the script if I was in charge. He fight, if he loses tonight, he fights Nate Diaz. He'll probably win that fight. Then fight Jorge Masvidal. That fight will sell more than any fight in the history of UFC. I agree. I, I don't care what their recent records are, losing streaks. You're talking about hype. And, again, 75% of the hype game or the fight game is about hype not just talent it's hype that yeah. fight would sell it would be incredible it would be it would be entertaining those guys would go at it wouldn't be boring so off to you batman that's how i would write the script if connor loses tonight but I honestly agree. i think it, i think it depends on how he loses tonight if he Two. Loses and he gets subbed out you know in the last round and it's a, it's an even fight i think the mystique is still there now if he goes in there and gets knocked out in the first round that really hurts the moving forward but let me go to batman what do you think about that I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. No, what I said is I think it depends on how McGregor wins or loses this fight. Uh, if, if it's a close fight and he gets subbed out in the last round and, and, and he's been fighting, you know, his ass off the whole yeah. fight, I think he yeah. keeps moving on and fighting anyone he wants. But if he goes in there and gets knocked out in the first or second round, I think it kind of changes the dynamics on which way his direction goes. Yeah, I, I think it does too as well. I think he'll. I, I think Dustin's going to be – you know, real cautious and try to wear them out a little bit and stuff like that. So I think, you know, you'll see it get to, you know, two, three, four would be my, my hope. I, I hope there's nothing early. I want to see this last a little bit and watch this because the skill Dustin Poirier possesses is significantly better than Connor. It doesn't mean that he can't get snapped in the first round and lose. He absolutely can. But, you know, it's like we talked about the other day. You're betting on a guy to snipe him in the first five minutes 
And if you look at the durability of Dustin Poirier, it might be the best in the UFC. So, you know, there's a chance, but that chance isn't probably fabulous. And Dustin's skills are far superior to what Conor McGregor brings to the cage. Yeah, and I know the boxing game, anytime, you know, I was either managing a fighter or helping a fighter train, I always I always liked the southpaws. They always had a slight edge over the conventional fighter because of the angles, the way those punches are coming in. You kind of make a one-dimensional fighter, you take away his left hook because of the angle of your uh, shots. But with that step, I think McGregor has lost a step, and he's not the same McGregor. So he had a slight edge against a lot of these guys, his reach advantage, the southpaw stance where in this field against Poirier, I think I think all of his edge has diminished. Um, and I think I think he's in trouble here. I think he's in serious trouble. Uh, before I we agree. go, Dave, you want to tell everyone to find you on Twitter? At the Mason BOL. Come on over and follow me. I'll be having uh, all sorts of Stats throughout the fight, who we need, and I'll be drinking during the fight, so I might get a little. Uh, I might have some fun out there. We'll see. I'm going to the. I'm going to the bar, and there's always some characters there. Some bunch of bozos at this bar. Cheers, after this, so uh, I'll have one for everybody and get lit. Uh, Batman, you want to tell everyone where to find you on Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, Gotham City Big, and uh, you know we do kind of all sports and look for some good stuff. And you know uh, the last couple months have uh, maybe been the, uh, incredible. Um, from what we've done and, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to the future. Thanks for letting me be on the show. Thanks for asking me to be Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you. My honor. Uh, fame credentials. It's awesome. Dave Mason, you're the best and, uh, to the best metric player in the world and, uh, the best, uh, future player ever, uh, Philly Godfather. Thanks again. You're talking about, yeah. What about Rich Eisen talking about the Browns and, uh, the Washington football team in the Super Bowl? That's pretty funny, isn't it? Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's no way he came up with that on his own. There's no way. Yeah, I so this right here is for Rich Eisen tonight. <laughs> if somehow he can see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Mark, you want to tell everyone where to find you on Twitter? At M. Abrams Boxing. Uh see a lot of my interviews, videos, uh, stories that go to my website, 15rounds.com. That's 15rounds.com. All the latest boxing news up to the minute, all the fight results. You, you need to know what's going on with uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Spence, and Pacquiao. A lot of great fights coming up. And like I said, M. Abrams.com. M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter. Thanks for everyone coming on, and uh, good luck tonight, man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll Thank see you. everyone soon. Thank you.